Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, Bully Ray and I talk about AEW Dynamite from last night. We get into Bobby Fish and CM Punk and about how getting over is so much better than going over. Also, we get into Cody Rhodes' promo. What direction is Cody going into? Because as he said on Dynamite last night, he will not turn. Also, we get to talk to Court Bauer of MLW catch up with MLW, but also get into his tenure and the future of Ring of Honor right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Court, you were with Ring of Honor for a time, and you worked with, you know, Joe Coff, and you worked under that Ring of Honor umbrella uh, at a time when it, it seemed like Ring of Honor was thriving, like, what went yeah. wrong here? Where you were able to not only survive but thrive, it seems like Ring of Honor was not able to do that. Now, I can't speak for what happened to, that led to this decision. I think, you know, what I just said about having to pivot and, and reinvent yourself and find that strategic advantage and run into it, and then when it, it, it's depleted, pivot again. You know, it, it, I think with the emergence and they kind of were the pilot for AEW in 2018 Chicago Gary Juster ran that building booked that building they used their production infrastructure they were kind of like this accidental Trojan horse and then AEW gets propped up as another big competitor in the room then you have the New Japan stuff and I I don't know what happened that led them to kind of this kind of moment but uh, I hope they come back I think they're an important part of the ecosystem in wrestling I think fans that just stomp on them say, ah, great. Ah, I hope they all go here or there. That's short, that's short sighted because I think if you fans had been around in, in territory days and everyone was championing WWF, look at that production value. Everything's so big yet you lost so much from the territory system and that interconnected link between all the talent and the ability to grow the talent pool and give you that unlimited supply. That supply ran out by the early nineties and you had to reinvent it and, Thank God for things like ECW, because without that, a lot of talent wouldn't have gotten the look. They didn't fit the criteria, and then they redefined what the criteria was. So if you disrupt that ecosystem too much, and, and if you have the billionaires who just blow out all the talent too much, and they disrupt it, thinking short-term instead of long-term, it's going to be very detrimental to the system. 
And Ring of Honor played a very pivotal role. I mean, without Ring of Honor, I was done in wrestling. After I left WWE, my appetite was full. And it took Gary Juster talking to me a bit about coming back and just, come on, you're not really out. And I was out for six years. I was done. I was doing producing UFC fight pass stuff. I was done. And then, you know, I said, all right, well, maybe I'll, 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 I'll look into it. And, and my time at Ring of Honor really did rekindle my passion for wrestling, which had been kind of stomped out. So for me, it played a very personal role, and it was very important to me. Uh, and they were so gracious to me. Joe Coff, Kevin Kelly at the time, uh, that whole team, just wonderful. And a great roster, and they were in it together. And so, you know, I hope that they come back. I hope that they come roaring back in, in April 2022. Uh, I think anything short of that is, is it's a wound for the industry as a whole. Court, how do you believe Sinclair views Ring of Honor? Well, so non-traditional in their, their general overall business. When I was there, they were very uh, encouraged by the ad sales it did. It did incredibly well at, a, at the local level for the owned and operated Sinclair stations. And the, the hope and the opportunity on the horizon was always, let's hope that they can blow up this payroll. We were performing. We're, 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 we're in the black. We're very, they were very prudent with how they ran the company. And then after I left, they did open up and expand that budget. And that was great. You know, they were able to pay great talent, sign guys like the Young Bucks and give a lot of the young talent have been riding that way with them, uh, big upgrades and changed their lives. And they did that for 11 years. How did Sinclair take to them? You know, it was a separate entity in that sense. Joe Koff really managed the, the, the division. Uh, I think they, they, in looking at it, I think they supported it, but I think they're, you know, you look at now owning all these regional sports networks, that is such a great opportunity to fill airtime and then put that property in more homes. I, I, with, I don't understand how you don't have that synergy, but it's not the first time. Uh, Warner Media, back then, Time Warner with WCW, you should have seen crossover and synergy between, you know, like they own DC Comics, yet when Scott Steiner used the Superman logo, they had pushback and it was like a big issue. They, they said should run into that and find out strategic ways to cross over. I, you know, I, I think they just have, I, I think they, they had a modest crossover would push stuff at a local level when they come to town. Um, they certainly financially supported it a lot. Uh, I know from, you know, you see how much they expanded their budget. So uh, I think it was a modest investment that grew over time. Um, and, you know, if they're giving them the time and the latitude to reinvent themselves over a few months and, and kind of start with a clean slate, if that's what it is, uh, you can't ask for more from a, a supporter and your, your parent company. I, I hope, you know, if that's in fact the case. Court, if, if you're in the position that Ring of Honor is in right now and you had a hiatus and you have the contractual situation with your ta talent, what would you do in that four-month period to keep the Ring of Honor brand and name out there for your audience? Well, it depends on what your you know, what's their, you know, by releasing all the talent i don't know what the strategy is there if if it's a matter of you know do they have x amount of cash what do you do with that or if you're running kind of on a very small budget um you you kind of have to remind them of what what, what ring of honor was but then you, you probably should start a campaign for what it's going to be once you have defined what the new concept is and get fans excited again Viral campaigns, giveaways, you know, like back in the day, I always loved this one first, the old Nine Inch Nail 
uh, viral campaign they did with these little pop-up concerts with like a hundred fans in a warehouse. And then, then like, then they had these people storm and shut it down after only playing a few songs, that kind of stuff where you can be more immersive, uh, I think would help, you know, and get the energy back, get that mojo back, but you have to know where you're going with it first. You have to define where you're going. It's like booking. You got to know the end before you start down that path. And once they know what that is, then I think they should really start to, I think fans are going to be wondering, okay, when are they going to unlock the gates and open it back up? And if you can give the fans a really compelling story online as they're waiting and trying to figure it out and having fears about it, that might be something that you can at least bridge the gap with. And I don't think it takes a lot of money. It just takes a lot of creativity and and tapping into social media and all those things. Hey, everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. A good, like, I don't know, about 15-minute match between uh, Punk and Bobby Fish. I really enjoyed the match. Um, uh, Punk getting the win, but Bobby Fish looking good in the loss. What did you think of the opening contest on AEW Dynamite? I enjoyed it a lot, and what I enjoyed most about it was the pacing and seeing guys slow down and making things mean something. 
Punk was getting pops for body slams. Now, they're popping because it's Punk, and he can ride the wave of that goodwill. And they're just body slams. Nothing more than body slams. Why does it work? Because if your character is over enough, anything can work. The more over you are, the less you have to do. So to all of these younger fans out there who don't believe what I preach on this show, you saw it last night with Punk. Punk didn't do a moonsault. He didn't do a 450 acai uh, splash. He didn't do a diamond cutter. He didn't do a super kick. He didn't do a Canadian destroyer. He did a body slam. And he got reactions. Why? Because punk is over. It's not about the moves, people. Nobody pops that hard for a body slam, right, Dave? No. So why'd they pop last night? Bully, there was one time the crowd got fired up for a single leg drop kick. When's the last time you saw a crowd get fired up for a single leg drop kick? But when it's CM Punk delivering it, it's going to get a huge pop from the crowd. They're not popping for the body slam. They're popping for CM Punk doing the body slam. They're popping for the guy, not the move. Last night when that happened, it it, it, it just another reminder to me that the stuff that we talk about here is right and true. I told you, 10 guys can do super kicks, okay? Actually, let's, let's roll that back. 10 guys can do body slams. But Punk would be the only one getting the reaction to the body slam because it's Punk doing the body slam. You're not going to respond to um, 10 or Darby Allen or anybody else doing that move. Darby's a bad example. I take Darby back. Somebody that you're not into as much as CM Punk. And that's why it worked. I like the pacing of the match. Punk went over. Bobby got over. I've been li- really liking everything that Bobby Fish has been doing lately in Ring of Honor. Um, I-, I personally um, gained uh, a- a- so much more of a liking for Bobby last month when I saw him in the ECW arena. I had such a great conversation with him, and I found myself walking away from that conversation hoping and wishing good things for him, and obviously now him being with AEW. So, yep, really dug it. Loved the pacing. Good little story. Everything worked. And, I, and another thing that they did well, too, is the finisher. Punk's finisher to GTS, which the fans love. Tried to go for it, couldn't get the knee up. Tried to go for it again, Fish grabbed the leg. Like, And then how did the match end? With him hitting the GTS and getting the pinfall victory. That's how you do it, bully. You tease your finish. Not the constant like false finishes, but trying to get to that finish. Not saying that there's not a place... For false finishes. But you know what I'm talking about. He, Punk has his finisher. It's the GTS. It's the known finish. He was trying to land. it, couldn't get the knee up with the fatigue. Then got the reversal from Bobby Fish when he tried it again. And then finally hits the GTS to gain the victory. And then I love the fact that Bobby Fish kicked out right after the three count at the end of that match. That does wonders. You know, so I agree with you. They told a great story and they both got over in the match. Talking about false finishes, I wanted to bring something up to you that we, we kind of touched on at the beginning of the week, but I don't think I uh, followed up with it, and I wanted to get your take. Remember the video of um, 
of Dusty and Nikita in the cage that we were talking about at the beginning yeah. of the week. When Nikita turned babyface, the huge reaction, yada, yada. Um, a lot of people commented on that. Uh, I retweeted that video and made my own comments about it. A lot of people like, yeah, but this could never happen today. Yeah, but this could never happen today. The curtain's been pulled back too far. This was a different time. This was different. And I, and I throw a flag and I call bullshit on all of that. People are basically you know, are saying, well, we know that the wrestling business is predetermined and, you know, the bad F word, not fat, but fake. We know it's fake, so th- th- this could never work today. Well, to those fans who'd say that, th- that what we saw 35 years ago could never work today, why do people buy into false finishes so much? Because they're they're thinking it's it's the end of the match. This could be it. This could be over. Yeah, but, but false finishes were going on 35 years ago, and false finishes from 35 years ago get the same amount of, of response as they do today, if not bigger today. False finishes are just as fake as anything else. My point is... Anything can be done if done the right way in this industry. It's called suspension of disbelief. And if they're into the character first, like they were into Dusty and they were into Nikita, they're going to respond that you don't have to do as much, just like Punk did last night with three stupid basic body slams. It's, it's, and right now, in a lot of ways, and, you know, we always talk about people listening and, and bully, you always throw out. Uh, I, I think truths as the, I think truth is kind of the, the key word for today's show in a lot of ways. Storytelling, slowing down the pace, emotional investment. I feel a lot of those things happening with AEW because there's a lot more emotional investment with the wrestlers and the characters that are in the ring. Bully, God, you and I talked about Hangman Page and Jericho. And everybody thought we were completely crazy when there was like the only only way to go is by putting that championship title around Chris Jericho's waist. Ah, Chris Jericho's the veteran. He's a WWE guy. That's the wrong decision. You got to put it on Hangman Page. You can't put it on that. You got to put it on him. Do it now. Put it on Hangman Page right now. How much has Hangman Page benefited by not having that title early on in AEW? It was the right move. It would have been atrocious booking if they would have put that championship on Hangman Page. The slow burn works. But in order to do a slow burn, creative needs to have patience. Talent needs to have patience. The fans need to have patience. What was your biggest concern on Tuesday night in the Braun Breaker uh, Tommaso Ciampa match? That they were going to go and just hand them that championship on Tuesday night. Which would have been the wrong decision. Because how are you going to build emotional investment with somebody who's new if you give him the title right away? Dave, we live in a microwave generation. Instant gratification. They want things and they want them now. And they will scream at the top of their lungs. The vocal minority will scream at the top of their lungs if they don't get it now. Hangman Page did not earn the right to be the first ever AEW champion. Chris Jericho is the right business move. And when Hangman Page finally wins that championship, the pop will be significantly louder 
than it would if he would have won it the first time. Slow and steady wins the race. One of my biggest problems with wrestling today is nobody wants to go slow. Nobody wants to slow down. Tell a story. Let it drag on. Look at what's going on with Brock and Roman and Paul. Come on. That's storytelling. Even Bischoff went on the Bischoff's been on the record a, a lot this, these past uh, week or so. Bischoff said the exact same thing that I've been saying on this show. Okay, you're maxed out your rating. You're at about a one three five with all the star power and heavy hitters you could possibly have right now. What's it going to take to get to the next level? Storytelling. Yep. Storytelling has been a constant in this industry forever. And you got to you know, be patient. Uh, go ahead. You, you know, yeah. I'm sorry. You got to be patient and you can't rush. And I think AEW is getting it. You know, I know a couple examples of where, and we talked about it here on this show, Bully. couple examples, Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H., right? Everybody wanted Rhea to be champion. What did it do? What did putting that championship title do for Rhea Ripley? Where's Rhea Ripley right now? Same thing with Nikki A.S.H. You're building, Bully, you said it. You're building towards something. The fans are enjoying what she's doing. They dig this character. Let her be the underdog. Let her fight her way to the top. What did they do? They gave her the championship title right away. Where's Nikki A.S.H. right now? You, I'm telling you. In the same you, place Rhea Ripley is. Standing yeah. side by side holding the women's tag team championships. And and being irrelevant. I'm, I'm sorry to say it, but it's true. Nikki A.S.H., if you built it the right way, that's a main event. That's a story that if you told it, boy, she keeps trying, but she keeps failing. She she fails and loses all the time, but yet, you know what? She still holds her chin up high, and she still raises her fist in the air, and she says, I want to go, I want to do it again. I want, there's no quit in this woman. She keeps running out there and making a challenge. That's where you gain emotional investment. If you give the people what they want right away, where do you go from there? The story's over. You have, bully, you're so, you have to build stories. And so many younger fans don't want to hear this anymore because they were brought up on modern day pro wrestling by the internet and what has been passed down to them. Oh, we got to do this. We got to do it now. We got to change the championship. We, I, I didn't like the pay-per-view because we didn't get any championships uh, changing hands. Wait, what? Yeah, we get that. All. By the way, that's not a fault. That is the truth. How many times do we come on the air after a pay-per-view and we get calls saying, yeah, I didn't like the pay-per-view. There were no championship title changes. What? How, how, do you not, how, do you, how do you not like a show because a championship did not change hands? It's ridiculous. One of the greatest movies and stories ever told is The Godfather. We can agree on that, right? Yes. The Godfather slow burned, but in the slow burn... It immersed you in the characters, it immersed you in the story, and then the high spots happened in the finish where everybody gets whacked. And then they settle, and, 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 then, and, and then they give you the eventual finish. You build, you build, you build. I'd like to go into a little bit more adult detail when I make this comparison, but I won't because we do have listeners like Izzy listening to our show, but I compare wrestling to a good romantic experience and a good romantic experience for a man and a woman builds 
It's not just, let's get to the finish. Every once in a while, let's get to the finish works. But the majority of the time, when it's a slow build, it works a lot better and is a lot more pleasurable for everybody. Yeah, Andre's shaking his head like, yeah, because Andre's all about that slow build, brother. <laughs> no, but one of the greatest, if not the greatest sports movie of all time is the first Rocky movie, right? Did Rocky win the title at the end of that movie? No. Every young wrestler should watch Rocky 1 over and over and over again. Just so you can see what the most important thing is in this industry. Getting over. If you get over, you never have to go over. Going over is for people who can't get over. And you might not understand that, but you got to have lived in this industry and understand this industry to know that. Any re- anybody, anybody worth their bank account in this industry knows that getting over is more important than going over. It's getting over that has people talking about you for 50 years. Bully, you still talk about it. I still talk about it. Foley still talks about it. Nunzio and Tommy Dreamer still talk about it. Snooker and Morocco in the cage at Madison Square Garden. Snooker lost. <laughs> he lost. He lost. And oh, by the way, it wasn't even for the world championship. It was for the Intercontinental Championship. And he lost. Breaking he lost. news. Snooker lost. He lost. Right? But that's still regarded as one of the greatest matches of all time. And when you talk about that match... Do you talk about Morocco retaining? No. You talk about Superfly Snooker. He lost the match. Dave, when I'm working uh, with with younger talent, when I was working with certain younger talent, I would tell them, uh, you go over tonight. And they'd be like, what? Yeah, you go over. And they're like, wait a minute. And I'm like, yes, you go over. Then after you beat me, I want you to pull out a table like you're going to rub it in my face and put me through my own table. I'll just spin out of it and put you through the table. That talent, not only does that talent get over in the match, but they go over in the match. But who do the people remember? They remember the finish. They remember how the, sh- uh, they, yeah. They, they remember, remember the table bump. Yes. Everybody wins. Yep. The table bump is the same thing as the snooker thing. Snooker loses, but then he gets the last moment. And when you, when you take everybody at the end of a match, a segment, a promo, everybody should take a step forward. A heel should be more hated. A baby space should be more loved, yada, yada. Nobody can come on this show. And I challenge anybody, anybody in the wrestling business to challenge me on what I just talked about. I challenge anybody to, ch- to come on the show and debate me on anything with wrestling. That's how... That's how Uh, steadfast I am in my convictions after 30 years of doing this all over the world. I I spoke earlier about Kenta Kobashi against Samoa Joe at the New Yorker for Ring of Honor in 2005. That elevated Samoa Joe, became champion, had the longest reign in Ring of Honor. He lost that match. That, that is, without a doubt, the greatest Ring of Honor match of all time. And when everybody talks about it, they talk about how that elevated Samoa Joe. He lost. Um, just recently, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, right? Who, who yes. won that match? 
Thunder Rosa won that match. Not Brit. That elevated Brit. Thunder Rosa wasn't even signed with AEW for crying out loud. Brit Baker came out with her own shirt after that match. We we had Brit Baker on the show the day after that match. Brit Baker was like the most popular wrestler. You said it, but he's like Brit Baker right now is the most popular wrestler in AEW. She lost the match. Rocky Balboa lost the fight, but won the people. And he won his girl. Yep. Lost the fight, won the people. Do you know how important that is in what we do? I know you do because you've been around long enough to understand it. But uh, these are some of the things that I'd like our younger listeners to. I don't expect the light bulb to just automatically go off and, you know, say, oh, yeah, Bubba, we believe you. But go back and watch. Go back and watch some of these matches that we talk about and then apply what we talk about. Trust me, you'll be entertained by the match, but then you'll be like, ah, now I get it. And you know what? You know, one of the things that I'm very thankful for, Dave, when it comes to this show and our conversations is the people that get in touch with me on social media to go, hey, man, that made so much sense. Oh, now I get it. Or thank you for you know, sending me back to watch the show. Now I get what you're talking about. Because when that light bulb goes off, it's, it, it's that moment where it all comes together. You could hear me spout off at the mouth at this all day long, and it may never make sense. But then you go back and you watch Snooker and Morocco, and you're like, oh, now I get it. Bret Hart versus Steve Austin. Who won? Yeah, uh, it, 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 you're right. It was Bret Hart, but Steve Austin became an icon. Icon after that match. Snooker. Austin. Same things they lost. But what do you remember? You remember them and their iconic moments. Because Snooker is on top of the cage and then Stone Cold with the blood all over state through his teeth coming out of his mouth. Those are those are two of the most iconic images in the history of pro wrestling, and they came in losses. Hi, everyone. This is Heisman Trophy winner and NFL quarterback Doug Flutie. I'm excited to tell you that my podcast, the Flutie Flakes cast, is back for the entire football season. I may have played like 21 years of professional football in three different leagues, but I'm still just a big kid, and I absolutely love this game. Every week, we'll talk about the topics I care about and bring on super fun guests. So please subscribe today, wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app. Include it with most subscriptions. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com. 
T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I will not take the easy way out. I will not turn. So, who is Cody Rhodes? Is he Luke Skywalker? Or is he Anakin Skywalker? I, um... I don't, I'm not, how about this? I can't answer that question because I'm not a Star Wars geek like you are. I'm going to go back to a movie that you just mentioned, The Godfather. He's kind of like Michael Corleone in a lot of ways, right? Like he's, he's kind of walking in his father's shadow. His father got it. Father, nobody understood it more than Dusty Rhodes. Nobody understood the family business more than uh, than the Godfather himself, Marlon Brando. But did Michael Corleone get it? Did he get it? All the ingredients were there, but did he truly get it like his dad did? I have those same questions when it comes to Cody Rhodes. When I look at Cody, and I've been saying this for a while, I don't see the heel. People are turning on him. People want to hate him. He got he, the boo birds were out for Cody when he came out last night. But by the middle of the promo, half the people started cheering because he's speaking some truth. It's Tony Khan's signature on the paycheck. But I built this bank. It's the truth, right? Yep. And I would think that I think that Cody helped build that bank more than the Bucks did when it comes to a behind the scenes type of thing. Dusty Rhodes had Terry Funk. Cody Rhodes needs his Terry Funk. Is that Terry Funk Malachi Black? Nope. No, I don't. I, I agree with you. I don't think it is either. People cheer Malachi. People want to yeah. like. They, they want to love Malachi Black. There is no real hatred in AEW. None. Real hatred. Yeah, MJF is a heel, blah, blah, blah. He goes, and he's, uh, I love MJF to death. He's so great at what he does. And, you know, got away with murder on TV last night with all the things they were saying. Scumbag. Anybody, anybody like else that. says that in a different company and, and, and the social justice warriors would, would, would lambast them. There's no real bad person there there's you need no a black cloud dude you just i was just about to say it after there's no real threat to anybody it's a happy happy joy joy company happy happy joy joy is only going to get you so far you need you need an emperor forget about a darth vader because there was good in darth vader you need an emperor you need Emperor Palpatine. Somebody needs to come there. Come, And I don't think the person is there. An outsider needs to come in and cast such a black cloud over that company that that entire company wants to come together to get rid of that black cloud. And the person who has to do it. Many people, many of the boys are going to want to step up and do it. But one person has to do it, and it's got to be Cody. 
Anything less than that, I do not think will work to its maximum potential. It's just there. my opinion. No, it's what do there. I know? No, but bully, it's there. That crowd in Boston had every intention of booing Cody. Cody's like, you could cheer me, and there's a little spattering of cheers. Then he goes, or you could boo me, and everybody started booing. By the end of that promo, he at least won over most of that crowd in Boston last night because, like you said, he was he was telling truths. Now you need now you need the threat. Now you need the guy that's going to come in and be like, you know what? We were wrong about Cody. How could we have turned our backs on Cody? He's never turned our backs on us. He's saying, "I, you have lost your belief in me, but I have not lost my belief in you. He said it last night. The fans always, this is for you. I do this for you. But yet you still boo me. When I look at AEW on whole, and by the way, I thought last night was a very fun show. And if you didn't like the main event, you just didn't get the main event. And it might not be everybody's cup of tea, and that's fine. I found it highly entertaining because the minute I see everybody dressed up and doing what they're doing, I, am, I immediately detach myself from what this match is supposed to be as opposed to what it is going to be. If you weren't entertained by it, whatever. I was entertained by it. And once again, they got Hangman Page over Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producers are Gabby Laspisa and Josh Freeman. Sound designed by Mary Bayon. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation program director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.